You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Claire O'Brien, a nurse practitioner, and I am here today with my lovely husband, Dr. Ed O'Brien. Hello, Ed. Hello. <laughs> Aren't you glad to be back? <clears throat> I've been dreaming of this moment. Yeah. Yes. I know. I know. How's it going? Um, pretty good. Things yeah. are better. Oh, that's good. Pandemic-wise? Great. That was more of a question. But, oh. but yeah, I think things Not are going fine. Great. Okay. Great. Great. Well, I don't really have anything specific question-wise today. I wanted to get a podcast out. Um, I'm trying to do every Monday now. And we are like a little bit insane this weekend um, trying to get our lives together. And I actually recorded a podcast last week with the wonderful, wonderful Candace Meary and our audio, it's a disaster. I got to like totally redo it. And I was like, oh, who can be a last minute guest? How about my roommate, Ed O'Brien? Thank you for having me. I would like to give a brief COVID update. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I, I've seen a couple of things in the news recently that, especially in the South Carolina news, where I saw a request from a reporter today that came across and it was like, why are the numbers so low in South Carolina? And why are people, why are the testing numbers low? You know, and people were okay. insinuating that we were um, just not testing as much, like not having the opportunity for people to get tested as much, which is totally untrue. We have as much opportunity out there to get tested. We have as many rural sites as we've ever had. You know, we've had our fixed sites all over South Carolina, um, and people just are not showing up to get tested. Interesting. Yeah. Like, because they're not, what do you mean? Like, uh, well, they're not showing up for their scheduled tests or? No, um, there's two things. There's, so there's the uh, virtual testing, <clears throat> which is, you know, you, you go online and register for a test. And then there's a rural tents that we do that we try to reach the at-risk communities, right. maybe disadvantaged communities, maybe people don't have cars, you know, who need to do walk up and all that kind of stuff. Well, those communities where we were typically having a pretty big um, turnout, mm-hmm. um, you know, hundreds and hundreds a day, but now you know, you may show up to one of these sites now and there may be 40 people when there was 400 who show up to get a test. And that's pretty drastic. And it's not because we're not ready. You know, it's just that I think people, my hope is that people just aren't sick, you know, or or, or don't feel the need to get tested because they're not having symptoms, you know, which is, which is one possibility. Second possibility is that people have, have gotten a little burnout over it. They're just like over it. Well, they're just, if I got it now, I don't care because I'm not feeling too bad, you know, or something like that. Or they get it maybe like, well, I probably got it. I'm just going to isolate anyway or hmm. that kind of stuff. And, and the third thing is I do think the disease prevalence is down for people actually wearing masks and being more conscious. The mask uh, mandates perhaps? Sure. I mean the mask mandates and people washing their hands. We were at a restaurant the other day and good job, Nico. In yes, Nico, Shim Creek. We love that place. But now Ed loves it even more. I love it because they were making everybody stop. 
and wash their hands with soap and water in an outdoor sink before going in. Oh, I thought it was hand sanitizer. No, no, no. They were washing their hands with soap and water. They were making them. The host was making them stop and were, wash their hands. Were you on like a scale of one to ten? Oh, what was your level of, of glee? I was pretty high up there. I was like, why don't we just do this all the time? Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not asking that much. My thing is this is really not asking much. Like, wash your hands. Be an adult for 15 seconds. You know? <laughs> what wow. are you trying to say? What a crazy concept. You know, I just, I'm just shocked how people don't wash their hands ever. I know. Ed, you know. I'm guilty. I like never washed my hands yeah, before. And then I get really angry when Ed randomly squirts hand sanitizer on me all the time. Yeah, because I'm observing. Yes. Anyway, so that's the thing with the, with the virus in South Carolina. I, and then everybody's also asking, is there going to be a spike with schools? You know, the schools have done a really, I can say the schools at MUSC service at least done a really good job of. Charleston County. Charleston County. Well, we've, we've done I mean, I know there's others, lot, but. Yeah. Charleston County have helped with a lot of the Montessori schools around, and they've done a good job of, um, of uh, you know, following through um, with what with what we've done. I mean, what we've advised, uh, you know, I, I think despite some parents being questionable about it, you know, just not understanding or, or not wanting to do it, and mm-hmm. I think the mask and, and having kids separated. My hope is that that will continue through the winter, and we'll see a really, really, really low flu season, um, like the Southern Hemisphere did. Because um, of the masks? Yeah, because of the masks and the hand washing and, you know, not no communal water fountains, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, there, nobody's gathered in big groups of kids and things. Right. Um, you're going to get normal run of viruses. This is the way it goes because it just takes one week like, you know. Right. Um, but but my hope is that, you know, we, we, we will not see a spike as high as uh, we did in July, mm-hmm. even even this winter. So by now, surely you guys know how much I love Celadon. It is one of my favorite shops anywhere. It's located in Mount Pleasant, but they also have Celadon at home. And I wanted to tell you that this month, for the whole month of September, they're doing 20% off all their upholstery. So anything, whether it's in stock, like in the store, or whether you custom order it, is 20% off. I'd like to, I'd actually like to butt in here. This is a true story. <laughs> um, I uh, heard her talking about Celadon, and I really like that shop too. I'm no furniture expert, but what every are your time, two favorite chairs in our house? I, I've got some. Well, the, like the metal chairs and the couch chairs. The couch chairs. Yeah. But I mean, every time I go and sell it on, you can back me up on this. I literally find several things I want to buy. That's true. Every single time. So they got everything. It's it's cool. We like it. We would like our lives to be permanently sponsored by Celadon. Uh, that's my hope. And then vaccine update. I'll give you a quick one. So yeah. So they paused the trial. Yeah, they well, they paused one of the trials. The two, well, yeah, one of the trials. The, the, the AstraZeneca trial. Yeah, there's three big, big ones going on in the United States. There's Moderna, um, which is the mRNA vaccine. Uh, there's another one by, I, I think it's RNXT or something like that, and, and J&J. It's also an mRNA vaccine. And the third one is AstraZeneca, which is a, um, a little bit more traditional vaccine. I think it's an adenovirus-type vaccine. Um, the AstraZeneca one, which is the one that I was getting ready to take, uh, did get paused. I know. I was bummed for you. I knew you were, like, very excited to be in the trial. Yeah, and what they had was a... Like, Ed, it actually, I want to... It's kind of a big deal because Ed was actually going to be involved in the trial, which is really cool, and then he actually dropped out of that to be a participant in the trial. Yeah. We were very sad to not get to be, to do it. Yeah, but I still, we're still going to get to do it, I think. What do you think, it's going to be, like, three weeks? I think it'd be quicker. I I just think they had one uh, adverse event, and this this goes against what the media... It was meningitis, is that right? They, I don't think they released it, did they? I, I read somewhere that it was like spinal inflammation or something. I mean, Well, I have not seen it yet. And, and I should have seen it because I get the report from the... Anyway, 
I'll see exactly. So who knows where I read it? I yeah, mean, I get the direct report from AstraZeneca because I was on the study before. Mm-hmm. And so I have not seen it yet. They were supposed to release it today. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just came out. But um, also a few hundred emails behind, so it could be in there. Right, right. Um, but uh, I think they started back quickly because I think they were related to something else or, or they haven't seen that in anyone else or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I would imagine it started back quickly. But, but we'll see. I mean, you, you never know. The point is... The media's out there saying, oh, you know, Trump's going to give us a vaccine that's not safe so fast and all this kind of stuff. But the, the, you can tell that the, the safety protocols are still in place. Right. You know, I mean, that's one bad event out of thousands and thousands of people who've gotten it and they pause the whole trial. So, I mean, that should make that's people how feel it, good. That's how trials work. Yeah, and the, that happens yeah. all that's the right. time. Yes, that is super common. And so that should make people feel good that yeah. no one's you know, cram it down anybody's throat or anything. I mean, we're being safe. Well, tell me, so you were mentioning the three companies that are doing the vaccines. Can you explain why the mRNA vaccine would be like completely revolutionary? Well, the mRNA vaccine is, and I'm not an immunologist, but the mRNA vaccine actually uses messenger RNA to transmit like the, the viral code for, uh, of that, I still believe it's spike protein, I'm pretty sure. Uh, into your own immune cells so that they make the antibodies to protect you. And apparently it gives you T-cell immunity as well, which is a longer-lasting immunity. And we've never had – why is that such a big deal? Well, we've never been able to – I think there's something with the lipo nanoparticles that hmm. – I was imp- thinking it was the lipo nanoparticles, but I just <laughs> hey, listen, I just wasn't hey, sure. It's something like that. I'm just saying that might not be right. But I've definitely read something Immunologists like don't at us. Yeah, exactly. That, you can read about it, I'm sure, somewhere, but the, but it's like you, you haven't been able to have the mRNA be stable enough, apparently, okay. in whatever medium it's transported in or something to where it would work in the past. What, were they working on other, like, was this a technology that was, they were working on it for other things anyway, and then they just decided they oh, were yeah. going to try to use it for, for a COVID vaccine? Mm, yes. So they've been wanting, mRNA vaccine. Quit moving your feet around so mRNA much. vaccine <laughs> theory has been really, really good for a long time. People have really wanted it to happen, and there was some breakthrough okay in the last couple of years that allowed them to be able to make it happen. And I don't know the exact breakthrough, but that's, okay. that's why. Hmm. But if it's successful, I mean, it would be great. It'd be amazing for vaccines. I think they would really open the door up to some other vaccines potentially. Or change. Do you think they would go back and change like other vaccines the way that they're Because isn't it that, that if that was, if that was able, if that technology worked, there's like less of a systemic immune response. Is that why people are excited about it? You want a systemic immune response. I think, I think the theory maybe there's less of a potential adverse effects. Right. People would think, but and I think whatever it's saying, there's no thimerosal. You're not actually inactivating a potentially live virus and all that kind of stuff. Do I think they'll go back and change vaccines? I don't doubt it. I just don't. I just doubt that the financial incentive is there to do that. But I could be wrong. I don't know. What if you can get people on board who previously weren't on board? If you're like, this is a new way of doing it. Who's yeah. to say? I think people. I think if. They think it's new. I think they get it's the opposite of people getting excited about it. I think people will run away from it. Great point. Great yeah, point. I think they'll be like, I'll take the old one, you know. Yeah. Well, then they're not going to get microchipped and they'll be missing out. Yeah, they will, man. I can't wait till Bill Gates to order my groceries for me when I'm just thinking about it. That's going to be amazing. That's a joke, guys. That's a joke. But if it were true, I'd be in. If, if, <laughs> if they put a chip in me, boy, I might say, okay, I'm it up. 
Uh, I actually saw something on TikTok the other night, shocking, that this lady, and they had this, she had this chip implanted in her hand that like unlocked everything in her house. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. But it also seemed very pointless. Like I was like, well, also you could have just opened the the door. Like you didn't have to. Or use your phone or something. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so do you feel like, I mean, I'm a little bit terrified that flu, RSV, COVID season all or it's going to be happening at once and we're just not going to have the capacity to handle it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened last winter. I mean, we've already been through one season of COVID flu and, you know, COVID wasn't in theory this widespread, but yeah, February, March, I mean, you know, everybody's going back now and saying COVID was here a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. So if it was here in December, of course it wasn't this widespread, Hmm. but, but this would be the interesting time. I mean, but we weren't doing anything about it last winter. You know, we were kind of, just and, living our lives. Yeah, and then we obviously, you know, shut everything down. But it'll be interesting. I, I, I it'll be hard. Are we going to? Uh, can we also talk about the Mount Pleasant Town Council? <laughs> sure. Yes, we can. We live in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. For those of you who are wondering, and there was a mask mandate here that was temporarily lifted um town council our town council lifted the the mass mandate about a week ago and people went rightfully so bananas and so they had like an open forum meeting about it a couple days ago um it was like three hours and ed and i watched some of it and what did you want to talk about well claire sent me the the link and i pressed she told me to go to some section where someone said something but i just like I, I don't know. I was just working. I just had it in my ear pods and I, I just listened to it. I just kept going like in the background and I heard some. It was unbelievable. It, was, it makes me want to, it makes me feel like I should evacuate the area. But there are some, I, I mean, it, there were it some, was wild. There were some normal people in there. I just, one of the CMOs from Roper was on there and he was totally normal. And, um, but this one lady, I just can't, I, I don't know. She said, um, you know, some people came in their scrubs and were like, I, I work in the hospital. I've seen some bad things. Like, you, you, we do need a mask mandate. And most of the medical people said right. that. And right. one lady got up there. But she's like, oh, my name's Sally Smith. I'm from X and X in Mount Pleasant. She goes. That wasn't actually her name. but No, I, yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't name. want Sally Smith to be upset. No that's a fake name. It's, we, yeah. We don't know Sally Smith. It um, was, you know, Jane Doe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if your name's James Doe, sorry, you know. Just, uh, <laughs> That's so. unfortunate. But uh, she gets up there and she goes, um, yes, I am a medical professional. Uh, I have been licensed by Jesus Christ. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I was like, I just got oh. like tra- traditional medical license. I didn't even know he was giving those out. Right. Um, you could have really bypassed years how, and years of yeah, training. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. How long does he... I mean, and, and, and where's the application? I, I just, and also that's pretty bold. You know, if you're a, if you show up to a uh, malpractice hearing and they're like, who's your license? Be like, Jesus Christ. You know, they'll be like, oh my, I mean, where do you go from there? It's just, yeah. anyway, the point is I don't, there's no medical license from Jesus that I'm aware of, No, no. but I, I just think it's fascinating. Like the, the level of what's, what's happening of the, of the people just kind of going out there. I would never like show up at a, you know, car dealership and be like, I'm, I'm a transmission expert, uh, licensed by Jesus, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> I got this, you know, it's, it's just, it just blows my mind what people are, are doing now. And I don't know why that is. If people have just been cooped up and there's some mental illness is starting to really take hold. I mean, I think that's a real thing. That's a real, pro- yeah, that, that really is absolutely happening. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the silent killer in all this is obviously the mental illness is, is really, really bad. Um, but but it's just it was just, you know, hilarious and um, uh, uh, terrifying at the same time. What I don't understand is, you know, a lot of a lot of the people who are so very anti-mask are the same people that are anti-vax. And I, I, I'm sitting here going, okay, first of all, does anyone think that we as medical professionals are like excited about this? Like, do you think this has been great for our family? Do you think this is great for our kids? For, I mean, no, like it sucks. It's sucking the life out of a lot of people. And so I, I, I just fail to see kind of the, the, the anger towards the medical community. I don't know. It's, it's really frustrating. I mean, obviously this is really hard for everybody, but it seems like people forget that it's really hard on the medical community as well. Um, and then, so, but to that point, like the people who are anti-mask and anti-vax are kind of a lot of this, a lot of overlap, not necessarily, but a lot of overlap. And I, but yet I don't hear any solutions or suggestions from this this crowd. Like, okay, if you are anti-mask, then don't put your children in school. You know, then don't go to your office or don't go, you know, like if you want to be anti-government, go live off the grid. I mean, tons, plenty of people are doing that or whatever you want to say. Like if you're anti-XYZ, then don't be involved in in that portion of society you know what I mean what do you, yeah. what do you mean for very pensive well no that's the exact same group of people who feel like they should be involved in society you know mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's part of their argument is <clears throat> you can't limit me or anything like that you know mm-hmm. you know freedom freedom everybody says freedom isn't free and it's not you could kill other people with your freedom you know I mean yeah <laughs> it's just the way it goes you know if you want to be the ultimate place of freedom sure you can't have a national mass mandate you know I just don't understand where, I mean, where did the line in the sand get drawn with masks? Which, first of all, also, no one is acknowledging the fact that this is temporary. Like, this is not forever, right? Like, we... hope. Well, yeah, I mean, we hope, ideally, but, uh, I mean, well, at some point, herd immunity, even without a vaccine, I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, it's not going to be forever, and so I just don't understand. I mean, what's the difference between a mask and a seatbelt? And no one is like protesting the police department, you know, and like going batshit crazy and like not put. I mean, we're just people just aren't doing that over other laws. I just, I really just, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, first of all, I, I do, I kind of do think this will be forever. Not in what we're seeing now. What do you say? What do you mean? What but you coronaviruses about? can be seasonal. Okay. So I I think like COVID nineteen is not going to go. I don't think it's going to be go the way of smallpox and know? get eradicated. Or I just don't. See well, that it's not happening. as deadly as small. I mean, we're not as sure. right. Yeah, but also, I mean, you know, I, I just with the way people think now about anti-vax and stuff like that, the chance to get people vaccinated or herd immunity is not high. And even if you do get some level of herd immunity, it doesn't mean the virus is totally gone. I think it's going to circulate from time to time. You'll have outbreaks. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have some mass thing like this, right? Right. It'll become seasonal or something in theory because a, a lot of people will have some level of immunity. They'll have been exposed or whatever. You're right. right. Either by vaccine or actual exposure. So. But I don't think it's going to like be gone. I don't think it's going to be like this and people won't be talking about it. 
I would imagine that people seasonally will, will see a lot more masks, don't you think? Mm-hmm. You would think so. You know, a lot of people think a lot of things right now, like, oh, the office is dead, or this, that, and other. But you got to remember, <laughs> Americans have amnesia, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I think humans do to some degree, you know, that, that people are going to get back to things that people say are dead now. You know, people are going to be flying again once, yeah. once, once the vaccines come and people are going to be, and I don't think office space will be the same as it was, mm-hmm. but you know, who the people who are going in five days a week might go in too. So if you've been following Dabbleco and me for any length of time, you know that I'm super careful with anybody that I endorse or any partnership or brand here. So the goal is always to share evidence-based medicine and things backed by actual science with our audience and our followers. So I was thrilled when BetterHelp approached me to do a partnership with them. So thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is an online platform that connects you to counseling in an incredibly convenient and affordable way, which I think are the two biggest barriers to counseling, access and affordability. So I was actually really surprised when I looked up their rates for counseling. They were a third of what I feel like I've ever heard and what I've personally paid. Um, It solves both of the problems with literally the click of a button on the internet. So I have personally seen the benefits of counseling. I know firsthand how important it is, and I know it plays a crucial role in mental health. So check them out, and they will know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your first month of counseling if you head to betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Um, So it's super easy, betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Thanks, guys. Well, yeah, really, because we've seen, you know, how much people can get done and still be Mm -hmm. somewhat productive from home or, you know, you don't have, we just don't have to have all these in-person meetings and travel to, you know, travel for the weekend to have a one-hour meeting with your client, I think is probably just not going to happen as much anymore. Yeah. Because it's just not necessary. I agree. And people will hopefully be understanding on both ends, be like, hey, I'm hoping we'll get to a point where people can be like, listen. Does it make sense for us to hop on a plane and fly on there for an hour? You know, like right. I, I would certainly ever ask you to do that. I mean, is that? Yeah. But you used to do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? It is crazy. Now think about like, that was a big part of me leaving my MUSC job last year was Ed was gone like all the time traveling for meetings for like a day. You know, you'd hop on a plane, go to New York, go to a meeting and then come back home. Um, I mean, it's just, I just feel like the, so just, but it, speaking of flying, you know what I was thinking about this morning is because today we're recording this on September 11th. So today's September 11th. And I was like, you know, in the September 11th attacks, I think what total it was like of over 3000 people, which is a ton, you know, all at once in one day. And the country came together. We were unified. We went sort of went to war. And I mean, just this still very unifying event, um, I mean, there's obviously the very fringe people who feel like it was a conspiracy, which is almost like a negligible amount of people. But at this point, we are having death tolls of 5,000 a day, right? I mean, we're, we, and now we're at almost 190,000 people in the last six months. And I'm just kind of blown away that it's like, what's an acceptable, what's an acceptable number? Because 9-11, if you think about it, 9-11 happened and then everything changed. New laws, new travel restrictions, new, we're all taking our shoes off, going through, I mean, so I I don't know. It's just, I I was really thinking about that today, just about the number of people that died, you know, in that one, one day 
and we've surpassed that, you know, multiple days in a row. And, and just why, why is this different? I, I don't know. It's, it's really kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely different. I think that was, you know, I remember where I was when that happened, obviously. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's different. That's like an, an attack. I mean, there's like a, you know, a known enemy, which we had now, We're, obviously, too. How is it? I know. Like, we do have a known enemy. Yeah, but, you know. We just don't have control. We feel like we had control over the other situation. I don't know. Well, no, an invisible, an invisible enemy. Right. That you can't, you have nothing to fight it with besides, like, mask, you know, that, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just a more challenging you know, it's more challenging. All the silent killers are, are significantly more challenging to deal with as a society. But I, the changes we've made as a society are, I mean, more epic than what happened after nine eleven. Yeah. I mean, we've I mean, we shut the whole place down. Yeah. I mean, which is we didn't do that after nine eleven. You know. No, I guess my point is that people are just so pissed about it now and and just ready to to let her rip and kind of saying. I mean, I, some people said true, literally in the beginning of this. I remember having a conversation with our neighbor that was, she was like, I mean, we just need to let people die. And I'm like, what? But that was kind of the attitude of a lot of people. So I, yeah, I don't know. I just. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one there. But I don't, uh, we, I don't know. This is out of my realm of expertise. but more philosophical question. philosophical, (laughs) but I think we're letting I think as a society we're doing actually pretty decent. I think the media is not. Mm. I think they just basically just show the polars, the mm-hmm. polarizing Polar sides of yeah. each. I don't think everybody's like this raging, you know, anti-masker out there. And I don't think everybody's, you know, someone who's never left their house, who's that person's pictured as voting Democrat and the other person's pictured as voting Republican. I just don't think it's that simple. I think 80% of the people are in the middle and, you know. Just trying to. Do some of the right things. Yeah, they're doing the right things, they and, and they're probably not going to get coronavirus, you know? Yeah. The truth is, if how many Americans have it that we know of? Six, seven million, something like that? I do not know. Call it call it 30 million. You know what I mean? Call it, say 30 million have had it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still only 10%. So I mean, 90% of people don't have coronavirus, you know? Right. So I just think there's a lot of people in the middle who are, who are washing their hands more or whatever, being more conscientious, who are not going to get the virus and... Just want to say thank you to those people and not to the people on the fringes and <laughs> <laughs> the media. If I've learned one thing in this in this thing, it, this you know, this whole pandemic, it's that I, you just can't. I you, I don't know how you trust the media anymore. So, well, good point. But how? So what? What sources should people be turning to? Because like in the beginning, I mean, the C, the who the WHO bungled this thing, you know, yeah. and, and we know that and. We you know feel like we can't trust the media. People are so distrustful of the CDC, kind of inexplicably, but whatever. So like, where do people get information that's accurate? I mean, I think besides right here at the Dabble Co podcast, accuracy, yeah, accuracy is different than intent. So I think okay. we're all human. I mean, people running the CDC are humans. They're not perfect. Yeah, great point. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they messed up. So what? Yeah. You know, I've messed up too. So right. has everybody listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, and at your job, if you've, I mean, sure, yeah, sure. I mean, everybody has, you know, like, I mean, so I think holding people and the WHO messed up, they now they messed up to a level where I don't think that guy should still be head of the WHO, right? They really messed up, but actually, as much as I despise President Trump, like, he, I mean, pulling funding, like, I get it. I mean, everybody was kind of freaking out about him pulling funding from the WHO, but like, they. I mean, they did a massive disservice to the globe. 
Yeah, the problem for yeah, the problem with pulling funny is you don't want to hurt the people in the third know, world. It's sad. Who don't know anything about how bad of a leader that guy is. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, everybody messes up. You just now you just have to look at news, like, you just have to literally when you read news, you have to first say what is their objective, mm-hmm. and then read the news. Right. So it's like, what is your objective? If you're on CNN, your objective is not to get Trump reelected. Which is fine. I mean, they're pretty, it's pretty obvious if you look at the site, you know. Right. And then, or, or even like Yahoo, or I don't know where people get their news. Or, but then you go to Fox News and it's the exact opposite. Their goal is to get Trump reelected. And so it's like. But they're reporting the same, they're reporting same the story. exact same situ- yeah. set of statistics or whatever, but in a, a spin on whatever their objective is. Yeah, I mean, they're just saying. using, it just be- has become using facts you know, to make a political or, you know, point or something that's really not true news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, what I think of the news is like, the, the, what I see now in the news is editorialized. Everything yeah. is editorialized. Yeah. Which that's not news. You know, you, an editorial is a great part of the news. It should be part of the news, you know, like show both sides, you know, whatever. You know, there's editorial section in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But now it's like every article has a, is trying to get you to do something. Um, or believe something yeah. as opposed to just reporting the facts, you know, like, Hey, you know, the California wildfires is a good example. I read an article that was like, um, you know, Trump blames something for the California wildfires, mm-hmm. you know, and then another one that like Trump is, if Trump was right about, they should have been clearing the underbrush and you wouldn't have these fires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're both like, what does Trump have to do? I mean, <laughs> just tell me about the fires. How did they start? You know, like I don't even, th- I, I could read like six articles and never know where the fire came from oh, or I where can it's tell burning. You, I can tell you it was from a gender reveal party that yeah. had some sort of explosive in their backyard to reveal yeah, the well, gender of their baby. And I now. I guess it was the, worth it. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, my point is, how, why do I have to go to six websites to figure out where the fire actually is burning? Right. Like how, you know, how did, like you said, how did it start? Like all this stuff. And it's like all about, right. I, you know, I really don't care what Trump thinks about the fire. You know, I, I, anyway, it's just bothersome. What did, did you ever look into the, the CDC report of the 6% that I, we were talking about last week? Oh, uh, no, no, I saw something on it. And I think it, what they were trying to say was, I, I think, I don't know. I just read like a couple sentences. That's only 6% of people who had died had no comorbidities. Is that right? So I, the way that I read it was that 6% of the people that died of COVID-19 only had that listed on their death certificate. Oh, yeah. Well. So people took that so far from what it actually means and said, so that means 6% of the people that died, only 6% of the people that they're counting as COVID deaths died of COVID-19. Hmm. And that's... No. In no way accurate a- yeah. at all. Yeah. So there, it's just, it's been really sad to see because there's a lot, a lot of like wellness influencers and obviously like fringe anti-masker, anti-whatever people took that and ran with it because they don't understand how to read the data and they don't understand what that even was talking about. But <laughs> it's funny. It used to be that you wouldn't shout things from the rooftop unless you were an expert in it. Now everybody's you know, an expert. You wouldn't be like, you wouldn't be up there trying to figure out and this is not a, that's not a complex stat, but you wouldn't bet they're trying to figure out complex stats and yelling at everybody like, hey, no, no, this means this. Right. But now everybody's an expert. Right. Everybody's on Instagram or whatever, right? 
Well, and you hear people say like, I don't need a, de- I don't need a medical degree to, to understand this, the statistics of this. And like, right. But you probably should have graduated like elementary school. Right. Or you know, so, so I think, yeah. <laughs> so the point is, yeah, maybe not, but you also need more than Google, you know, so right. it's, so it's. And medical data and medical statistics is, it's incredibly complicated. Oh, it's so complicated. It is incredibly complicated. There are people that that is what they do with their lives. Like that is their livelihood. And there's a reason why people actually just out there practicing medic- medicine, you have to have, you see a study, there's like 18 people on it. You know, there's not just the one guy doing the study because somebody has to figure all this stuff out. So I don't know, that, that was just really disheartening to see people take that statistic so out of, out of context and really just incorrect, not even in context, they were just taking it absolutely incorrectly and reporting it, it just not even not even a little bit what that means. So yeah, what that means is that, so, and when you look at a death certificate, like let's give an example and then I'll let you go. I know you have to go do stuff, but um, like say someone dies of the flu. Does it just, does it just say influenza on their death certificate? Like if they, let's say they got pneumonia and ended up in the hospital and X, Y, Z happened and they die. I mean, it may be, you know, it might just say that, but it probably would say, you know, primary, well, typically the way the death certificates read is, were written is on the left-hand side. What well, it may have not the same everywhere, but on one part, you put primary cause of death, right? And it may have mm-hmm. been, from with the flu, for example, it may have been pneumonia. Right. So you would write pneumonia, and then it would say secondary cause of death or illnesses immediately leading up to death or contributing um, mm-hmm. a large degree to the death. And you would write things like, you know, influenza and, I don't know, diabetes or whatever else they may have had, right, over right. there. Right. Um, so you try to capture as much information as possible, but I don't know. If you come in and don't know as much about them, yeah, you might just write COVID or, I mean, you know. Right. People filling it out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, people filling it out and people put airplanes together. People, I mean, you know, there's just no, there's just not this level of perfection or utopia that I think people are, are shooting for. Right. Um, so it's tough. I don't know. It's tough to be a tough to be a human these days with so many armchair quarterbacks out there <laughs> yep yep so yeah good times yeah good times but that's okay turn it off and well i'll be fine turn what off no i'm saying just turn off all the the news the, the noise oh yeah yeah well thanks honey okay goodbye <laughs> all right guys as as always Bless his heart. Um, if you like this podcast and if you like hearing from actual medical professionals who can give you accurate information, it's so, so important. Rate, subscribe, review, share it with your friends, share on social media. And I want to hear from you. I want to know who you guys want to see interviewed. Uh, what questions do you have? Shoot me a message. You can DM me on Instagram. You can email me, thedabbleco at gmail.com. And I'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>